You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. It's a new beginning for us, so new beginnings start small like an acorn, but acorns grow into mighty oak trees. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to pray, and then I'm going to share. Uh, the message this morning is soul, soul, S-O-U-L. And it's a word for 2023, this year, and beyond. So a word for 2023 and beyond. And so I've been spending this time uh, over the last couple months waiting, listening, trying not to listen to what others are saying because I want to make sure I'm hearing from God personally. And then once I have it clear and I've, I've weighed out what, I believe God is saying, then I start to listen to some of other people that are speaking prophetic words about our time and the season we're in. Uh, and this is for our church, but it's also for the church at large. So, Father, here we are. We come to you with our loaves and fishes, and we offer them to you that you would break them and share your nutritious word with each person. Encourage our hearts and build us up and with your word, let there be faith imparted to us into our souls. And Father, I'm asking that I would share what you would want me to share and the right portion for today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Then we'll put our hands on our hearts and pray this with me. Dear Jesus, Jesus. speak to my heart. And change my life. Amen. Amen. Well, the opening picture here is from Victoria. And what I like about this photo, and for those who are listening online and may not be seeing the presentation, it's a ref- the, the water is reflecting the sky. So what's, in, what's on earth is reflecting what's in heaven. And so you see that reflection of heaven on earth. And the way that reflection comes about is stillness. We know that when the waters are still, then they reflect. And the same thing goes for our hearts. It's not the first time you've heard me share this, but when our hearts and our souls are still before the Lord, we end up reflecting God's beauty, reflecting His nature and character. One of the things that the Lord has been leading me to do as I've been uh, having my prayer times is just first thing is not as much praying or saying anything, but just being still and just spending a few minutes 
maybe I don't know how long each time, but just stealing my heart. And then that puts you in a place of listening and being able to be led by the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage that. And before we get fully into the message, one day until the Father's Heart unit. So it's beginning tomorrow night. This is especially for those who are listening online, because I know you guys know about it. But it's one day until the Father's Heart unit, uh, 6.30 p.m. Monday, 6th of February, 2023. All are welcome. So this is an open night. All are welcome. You're welcome to come where we do a lot of work, uh, Gideon and I, to make it available to people online. So we stream and we're on Zoom and then we put out videos and MP3s and all the notes are visual. Uh, so putting in a lot of work uh, and we, we've got a lot of space. So let's bring in the vessels, invite people, maybe ask if... Uh, Ask someone and bring them along with you. And we're believing God for an awesome night. So believe with me for an awesome night. And yeah, just one day until that. And I appreciate all of you and the effort you've been putting in. Yeah, and Donna just graduated. So she's coming, coming back as a grad. And she's going to be in charge of scripture memory. So this is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the students, but she's going to have the authority to just go up to you and say, do you have your scripture memory? <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Okay. Let's, let's move forward here. Today, I want to unfold the main word the Father has spoken to my heart for 2023. It's a word that came to me in my season of silence and has empowered my spirit. It begins with and centers around Psalm 23. Now, this is something I weighed up a bit because it is 2023, and I just didn't want to assume that God was speaking 20, uh, Psalm 23, but very clearly over and over, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me for 2023 Psalm 23. Can you say that with me? Psalm 23. The picture here is upstate New York. A lot of people think of New York as just a city with a lot of tall buildings, but New York is a very vast place. Not as big as Queensland, but it's a big state. And uh, the upstate New York is full of mountains and lakes and valleys and farms, and it's a beautiful place, and this is a place called Lake Placid, and again you see because the lake is placid, because the lake is still, it reflects the sky, it reflects what is up above. Down below reflects what is up above. And that stillness again is so important. So here's Psalm 23. This is the poetic translation I worked on last year, and I'm going to read this to you. Yahweh Roi, Lo Echsar, is the beginning of the Hebrew. It starts off with God's name, Yahweh. Do you know God's name, Yahweh? If you're in Bible school, you should know it, right? And then Roi, my shepherd. 
And here, let me read it. Yahweh is my shepherd. I won't be without. In pastures green, he settles me. Beside waters gentle, he guides me. My soul, he restores. He leads me in paths trusted and right. Yes, that's who he is. Even if I walk in a valley fog, thick and dark, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your support, they comfort me. You set before me a table across from those attacking me. You anoint robustly my head, my cup abundantly flows. Yes, goodness and love kind pursue me all the days of my life. And I will be refreshed in Yahweh's house continually days without end. I want to go back to the beginning there and notice when Yahweh is our shepherd, we don't lack, we don't decrease, we're not without. I just want to stop there and just say, yeah, it looks like we don't have tons of resources at the moment, right? But this has always been the story for the last 20 years of our ministry. And the main thing for us as a church is we need to be doing God's will. And if we do God's will, we will see God's provision. When we, when we first moved into the Queen Street Mall, that was 2010, I looked at the, the rent bill and I thought, this, I can't do this. But the Lord said, I was praying around the city, circling the city, praying. And the Lord said, if you get a closet, I will cause it, I will move and I will cause it to grow because I have called you to be in the center of the city. I've called you to be in the center of the city. And so we stepped out and we got that place. And amazingly, the, the room was 316. 316. And it was a closet. And we were jammed in there. We didn't have the tables. And we were jammed in there. And then in, a, in around 2016, that's the year my mom passed away, but also God began to pour out his spirit. And we had all these people coming into the Bible school so that we couldn't fit them in the room. They were all in the hallways. And, the Holy, and Missy would remember the times we were jam-packed. We were worshiping. The Holy Spirit was being poured out. People were weeping uh, often, just pouring out their hearts to God. God was moving. Uh, everybody was in the hall. There was other businesses on that floor, but everybody was in the hallways. It was night, so we weren't, too, we weren't disturbing too many people. But through that, God brought an expansion, and the Lord said to me, I want you to step out in faith, and I want you to find a floor, a bigger place, like a, a floor. And so that led us on a journey. We didn't have <laughs> what we needed, except then God started to pro provide as we stepped out. Now, here's the lesson here, and this is not even really supposed to be a part of the message, but I feel to share it. Here's the lesson as you step out in faith, God does the miracles. So Joshua and the priest actually had to take the Ark of the Covenant, holding it, and they had to step in the river of the River Jordan. And when they stepped in the river, that is when the river parted. And then everybody, but everybody went through. But the leaders had to take the step of faith and get in the water first. They had to get in the water first. 
They had to follow the Lord. Now, if you're trying to do your own thing, then, of course, there's no miracles. Like my friend who I've told the story before, he spent all day trying to walk on the water of his pool, and he could never do it. He kept on falling. And there's stories of people in Africa, like there was a pastor who couldn't swim, but he said, I can walk on water because Jesus walked on water and I have faith. And he, he went out on the water and he drowned, sadly. So what is faith? Faith is actually responding to God's word. What God is saying, what God is doing, and that's why we need to be still to be listening. And here we are now, we, we moved into... Uh, 316, uh, the, not the, the 117 center. We moved into the 316 center first and the 117 center. And here we are by God's grace. And we're here back, back in Milton State School in, the, in this uh, garden. It reminds me of Psalm 23 because you'll look around and the Lord has led us to green pastures. We have these beautiful trees surrounding us and greenery. And we hear the voices of kids playing, and we're blessed to be here. I liked how Peter mentioned about all the floods. This place has been through a lot of floods. In 2011, it went up to there. And, and, la and last year, this was a lake. But this place is still standing because the foundation is strong. And this is how our life needs to be. Now, summing up. What I'm saying is Yahweh is our shepherd. So as long as we're close to him and he's shepherding us, we won't be without. Then it goes on to say, in pastures green, he settles me. Beside waters gentle, he guides me. So we see these green pastures. We see these gentle, still, quiet waters. He guides me. And then it says, my soul, he restores. Nafshi Yeshovev in the Hebrew. Nafshi is my soul. Yeshovev is, he returns or he restores. The idea is returning, restoring, going back. And that is what I want us to focus on. My soul, he restores. On the 17th of December, 2022, I asked the Lord, what are you saying for 2023? And this is what he spoke to me, and I wrote it down. This is the year of Psalm 23. I am restoring the soul of my people. There being an essence, what makes them tick, I am renewing. I am making my people like new, where they have been worn and weary over many years of work and service. I am making them new again. I am their God, their shepherd who restores their soul. Can I read that again? And this was the beginning. And the Lord also said, I have much more. And then over the weeks and going away, the Lord spoke to me more. But I don't want to flood you too much today. I'm just going to begin with how God began to speak to me for this time we're in. This is the year of Psalm 23. I am restoring the soul of my people. I'll just reflect here. Again, God's people have been through a lot all around the world. 
The church has been through a lot. God's people have been through a lot. The leaders and pastors have been through real difficult times. And um, what is the Lord doing? He's restoring our souls. He wants to restore our souls from all the pain and the hurt and the pressing we've gone through. I am restoring the soul of my people. Their being an essence, what makes them tick, I am renewing. Like some people, you know, and it should be for all of God's people, but they had a burning passion for evangelism to win people to Jesus, to be fishers of men. Right, Valerie? Fishers of people. <laughs> and over time, they get beat up, hardships. They, they, people don't respond, and so they, they, they lose that passion. But the Lord wants to renew who we are. Others love to worship, love to be in God's house. May have been offended by this, that, the other thing. God, where's your goodness? They've lost their soul, who they are. And what the Lord wants to do is he wants to restore our being, our essence, what makes us tick. And this is what he's saying. I am renewing. So the Lord is renewing. Now, it's not just in 2023. God has always been a God of renewal, but this is something he's highlighting. He's putting his spotlight on. I am making my people like new. Where they have been worn and weary over many years of work, I am making them new again. I need that. Anna needs that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> anytime I preach, it's not like, hey, it's, it's like. <laughs> okay, so that I am, I am their God, their shepherd who restores their soul. Hallelujah. This is the Himalayas, India. You see the shepherd at work. And then he went on to say to me, they will be, they will be. And the first thing was soaked in my love. So this is how God's restoring his people and this is what he's restoring us to. They will be soaked in my love Obedient, obedient to my word. I hear an amen there. <laughs> Understanding my ways and loving me, my people, and the lost. This is where God is taking us. This is what God is doing. And this is also how we participate in his restoration. They will be soaked in my love obedient to my word, understanding my ways, and loving me, my people, and the lost. And you can see that is an acrostic for Saul, S-O-U-L. But it wasn't me just inventing it in my head. It flowed from the Holy Spirit. And today I want to focus on being soaked in his love, soaked in his love, in the weeks to come, I'll share the other points. There is, uh, like a zip file, there's a lot in there to unpack. But what my goal is on Sunday mornings is not to go as detailed and as deep as Monday night. Monday night, we'll spend a lot of time in, in the Word. But Sundays will be 
a, a smaller portion so that the whole family can enjoy it and we're not over, you know, it's not uh, overfeeding you, right? <laughs> hey, I'd like to go there. Book me. Book me in. Airbnb, book me into that spot, right? <laughs> Soak in his love. This is what the Lord is saying to us. Soak in his love. Soak in his love. His love is like water. Is, and you can soak. You can soak in it. And when you soak in it, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your soul. So that when you're squeezed, what comes out is love and not anger and hate and disappointment and all those other things. <laughs> and let me say, you could have soaked in God's love you know, today, but it needs to be continual. You know, today, tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. It's a, it's a constant thing. A constant thing. Now, when you first get saved, it's like, oh, God so immerses you with his love. Everything seems to come easy. But then as you mature, God is testing you. And uh, he's seeing, are you going to make an effort to soak in my love? In other words, he's not just going to give it as easy as he would to a little child. He says, come after me. Seek me. Draw near me. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so sometimes we don't understand what God is doing in the process of our maturity. We're thinking, why isn't it coming the same way as it came before? Well, because God is trying to mature us. And he is calling us like he called the disciples, follow me. So there's a time where God comes to us. He came to his disciples. He came from heaven and earth and he came to them. He came to their environment. But then he said, follow me. And then he wasn't going to be chasing them around anymore. The shepherd will come after us, but then he says, follow me. And then he's not chasing us around anymore. He's wanting to teach us to walk after him. Well, there's an oak tree or some tree that's like an oak. When you soak in his love, you become like an oak of righteousness, strong, stable, and offering shade to those wearied by the sun's heat. So if we can turn over to Isaiah 61, 3, and I'll read this again. Then you see I have some buckets here. I have an illustration, a, a, a physical illustration that, where's Valerie? She helped me with. There you are, Valerie. I'm going to get to it in a, about one minute, but I just wanted to get you, get you ready. <laughs> so Valerie helped me with this. So w first, when you soak in his love, you become like an oak of righteousness, strong, stable, and offering shade to those wearied by the sun's heat. So Isaiah 61.3, we read... First, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That's verse 1. And then, and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, 
the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor or for the display of His glory. It's all for His glory. But notice it says they will be called called oaks of righteousness. Now, an oak, again, comes from the acorn, which is very small. But it's got to continually, it's got to go into the ground, be broken, die, and then continually soak in rain and rain and rain until it can grow very strong. Without any rain, that oak is not going to grow. So it needs to soak to become that tall, mighty oak of righteousness. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his glory. Amen? And I need to get a drink. Moving forward, the sponge and the buckets. Okay, Valerie, come here. And we have a little illustration. All right, we've got two buckets. The first bucket, now, can you put that here for me? Just the dirty one. This, I've got a bucket here, and I got some clean sponges, never used before. (laughs) And uh, this is like us, this is like our soul. A soul is like a sponge. In this bucket, if it was clear, you could see that it's full of dirty water. I asked Valerie to help me prepare this. She, you know, with all of her strength, she carried the water. It was heavy. And I said, make the water in it dirty. Make it really dirty. Make it so dirty that everybody's going to see the dirt. Now, what happens is often we soak in the wrong things. We soak in the dirt the environment of the world, whether it be through our own thoughts or the environment we're we're in, we we soak it all in. And uh, we make a choice to soak or we may not even realize it in this dirty water. And we know what happens when you soak in dirty water. When you squeeze it, dirty water comes out. And if you could see... (laughs) If you could see closely, it's brown and it's yucky. And this is what happens when we're under stress. If we've been soaking in the wrong environment, the wrong vessel, what comes out is, is dirt. Now, now, sometimes in life, uh, we have people throwing dirt at us and pouring stuff on us, and it gets to us. And so... How I see lamentation and mourning in Scripture, and especially in the Psalms, is there's sometimes inadvertently dirt that gets into our life. And so in prayer, we, we squeeze it out before the Lord. We get it all out, all the pain and the emotion. We get out the lamentation. There's a whole book on lamentation. We get it all out through prayer, and then we've got to make sure we do the next thing, and that is soak in his love. So I've got another bucket. Valerie, can you please put that bucket 
up here. And this bucket is full of clean water, and it has some red dye in it. And the red dye is to remind us of the blood of Jesus and the love of God. God's love is seen in his blood. And so this bucket is about soaking in his love. When you soak in his love, you'll see when I squeeze this, what comes out? <laughs> yeah, red water. And the, the idea here is when you're squeezed or God's going to use you to clean and clean the world around you, the people around you, you want, you want love. You want love coming out of you, his love, which is sacrificial. You know, his love is sacrificial. Don't, don't think that loving other people is going to be easy because you've got to love people that they've been soaking in this bucket. <laughs> they've been soaking in that bucket, and then they're pouring it on you, and so it's not so easy to love, right? But this is where the blood of Jesus and forgiveness and compassion and mercy comes in. And so I want to encourage you to soak in his love. This is who we are as God's people. As God's people, we are people who constantly and continually soak in his love. And then he puts us in his hand and he, he washes the environment around us. We become his tools where he can use us. Amen? Amen? So that's this sponge and bucket illustration. But also, we have choices all throughout the day. You know, we could choose to soak in this or soak in that. You can choose to soak in the dirt or soak in the love. You often, when you're soaking in the dirt, you often don't see its effects until you're squeezed and you're going through some major stress. <laughs> you think, hey, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then it's like, oh, no, I felt like that uh, <laughs> lately. <laughs> Everything is being squeezed out. But then I need to be soaking in his love. Now my hands are soaked. <laughs> so yeah. Moving forward, now we're almost finished here. God's people consistently choose to dwell in the right vessel. The vessel filled with God's love. So this is who we are as God's people. We consistently choose to dwell in the right vessel. No, I'm not going to dwell in the, the dirt. And I'm going to dwell in... The vessel that is filled with God's love. That's what we're doing here as a church. This is an environment of love. We've been singing about God's love. We've been celebrating God's love. We've been showing one another love. And so when you're coming into church, this is why it's so important to be in fellowship. You're soaking in the Father's love. If God's called you to do Bible school, when you're in the Bible school, that's what we're doing. We're soaking in the Father's love. And then it needs to be a daily thing where we're soaking in God's love. Here's what I translated 
in John 15, 9 through 17 last year, I showed mostly John 15, uh, 1 through 16 last year. And this year, I felt like the Lord is saying, this is what I want you to focus on. And I'll read this to you. Just as the Father loves me, I love you. Dwell deeply in my love. If you guard my commands, you will dwell deeply in my love. Just as I guard my Father's commands and dwell deeply in his love. I have said this so that my joy resides within you. I want you to have abundant and overflowing joy. My command is that you love one another as I have loved you. There's no greater love than this to lay down one's life for their friends. You are my friends if you do what I have commanded you. I no longer say you are slaves because slaves do not know what their Lord is doing. Instead, I call you friends. I hear everything from my Father and I don't keep it to myself. I reveal it to you. That's intimacy. Last paragraph here. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have selected you to go undercover secretly and bear fruit. Don't make a show of it. I want you to bear fruit that remains and doesn't rot. Not just any kind of fruit, but lasting fruit. Therefore, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Simply put, I command you to love one another. Now that's good and timeless fruit. It starts off, the end of it is, I command you to love one another. But how is it possible? It's really impossible. Everything that God has called us to is impossible, okay? <laughs> this is why in the area of finances, we have to realize that God calls us to the impossible. Whatever he's called us to do, it's going to be impossible so that he gets the glory. And loving one another, it's not as easy as it seems at first. Everybody says, yeah, love one another. This world needs love, love, love. What the world needs now is love, love, love. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. But then we are challenged to love and we find it's a lot more difficult than singing about it, right? <laughs> Love's in need of love today. That's what Stevie Wonder sang. Just as the Father loves me, but let's see how it starts. Just as the Father loves me, I love you. Dwell deeply in my love. See, this is where it begins. This is how we love. This is the only way possible. Dwell deeply in my love. If you guard my commands, you will dwell deeply in my love. So it begins with dwelling, abiding, soaking in the love of Jesus What simple things can you do this year to soak in the Father's love? This is the question and challenge I have. What simple things can you do this year to soak in the Father's love? I'll get a couple of thoughts. Lena, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. um, making, making, time. making time, very good. Making time to do it. Yeah, that's good. You're prophetic because that's coming up in the next, next uh, slide here. What else? 
Fine. Yeah, reading the scriptures. And when you're reading the scriptures, don't read it like the Pharisees, but read it in such a way that you read it in faith and that you find the love of God and soak in the love of God when you're reading the scriptures. Um, so, yeah, read them in such a way that you are soaking in God's love, that you're discovering God's love and soaking in God's love. What else? What was that? Yeah, yeah, very good. So this is a, a, a great way to soak in his love is record and write down what he's saying. Now, I said a couple weeks ago, uh, Daniel Mack came over. I was like really downcast. I, I shared to him what I, I, what I was feeling. And then when the pastor shares all those things, that gets the... <laughs> <laughs> I guess people, I guess people worried. But so I, then he said, "Is it God speaking? To you? Is God speaking to you something?" I said, "Yes, it's in my journal there, but I'm having a hard time believing right now what's in it." But the thing is, I recorded it so I can go back to it and say, "No, no, this is what is true. This is what is is right. This is according to Scripture. But this is how I'm feeling. So I need to." Overcome my feelings with the truth of God's word and what God has been speaking to, to my heart. So, yeah, recording is so important because you don't, you think at the time, you think, oh, well, I'll remember this. You forget about it. Then all of a sudden, a couple hours later, somebody's yelling you at the phone, yelling at you on the phone. It's like, what was that? <laughs> uh, what else? What simple things? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's very good. Yes. Yes, life that... Yeah, get it into... That's a great, great idea. Uh, one thing that I try to do throughout the day is have an intentional time where I just put on worship and I just sit and worship the Lord or listen or be quiet, but just have worship. Worship is a good worship, of course, worshiping God. It's like soaking in the Father's love. And uh, what do you think, Vanessa? What's your... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, amen. And we have a lot of aids and tools that we can use. Like you can have, I saw Caleb had the audio Bible and where you can actually just press a button and have it read to you. You put on worship. The thing is being intentional. And while you're doing it, having that attitude of heart of, Fill me with your love, Father. Taking in. Because I guess there's two ways to do it. One is it just, it's just playing and you're not really engaged. Another way is I'm going to soak in the Father's love. It's having that faith. Anna, any thoughts? Mm. 
Yes, amen. So keeping the loving kindness of God before our eyes and looking for it. I'm just repeating it for people that are listening online. Can I say something, Glenn? Yeah, Daniel, go for it, and we can hear you. We can hear you loud and clear. I'll just put this up here. Yeah, go for it. Asking God for a thankful heart. Amen. No matter how small it may seem. Because as we thank him, we start to see him. Yeah, very true. Yeah, this is, this is huge. And something that's been on my heart too, Daniel, is this thankful heart, even in the small things. Because as you thank him, as Daniel is saying, you see him. And what happens when you live unthankful, you become blind. You become blind. You don't see. And so that thankfulness See it as soaking in the Father's love. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, there's, I, the, the thing is, we can see the world as, oh, everything is under God's wrath. And, but then the angels were saying, there is a sense where that's true, but the angels were saying the whole world is full of his glory, like Donna is saying. The whole world is full of his glory. So if we have eyes to see, you will see that the whole world is full of the glory of God and the whole earth. And, and uh, even unbelievers can give you a glimpse of the glory of God. Uh, we should not think that if someone's not saved, they, there's nothing good that can come from them. So here, in one of the last points, choose to let your shepherd lead you to places of solitude, stillness, and sanctuary. Choose to let your shepherd lead you to places of solitude, stillness, and sanctuary. And what we're doing here today is we're coming into that sanctuary. So I want to emphasize solitude and stillness, but I also want to emphasize the importance of fellowship because when we're in fellowship, we're soaking in the Father's love and we're giving the Father's love to one another so that both being alone with God and being together with God's people are important elements of being God's people and uh, soaking in His love. The critical thing is being intentional. And this is what I hear from Vanessa and, and Lena and Donna, as well as Daniel, Anna. The critical thing is being intentional. The world will not make space for you to soak in God's love. If you expect everything to come together or people to do it for you or to carry you to the place of solitude and say, yeah, it's not going to happen, right? The world will not make space for you to soak in God's love. I originally wrote, the world will probably not make space for you. But then I edited that out and I said, it won't. <laughs> the world will not make space for you to soak in God's love. You have to make an effort to get off social media. Turn off the TV. Schedule 
your time for fellowship. Like schedule your time so you can be in fellowship. And pause to be alone with God. These are things that you need to be intentional about. Make an effort. And I, I believe this whole time since 2020, since 2020 and COVID hit, God has been looking at his children and saying, who will make an effort? Who will make an effort to seek me? Who will make an effort to be engaged in fellowship? Who will make an effort and who will just say, you know what, it's too difficult. I'll just soak in the dirty water. <laughs> Unintentionally, they may not realize it, but that's what they choose to do. Yes. Yes, the crowd that experienced the feeding of the 5,000. They were in a remote place. They were far from home. But they went out of their way to be with Jesus and to listen to him. And now we're like the disciples with a few loaves and fishes, five, you know, five, five loaves, two fish. And what does Jesus say? Uh, imagine the story went like this. Imagine the story was like uh, Jesus said, well, how much, uh, how much stuff do we have? And the disciple says, the disciples say, oh, we have five loaves, we have two fish. And Jesus said, well, you know, that's not enough. We can't feed the 5,000. <laughs> Send them all home. <laughs> now, this is how we think in our natural mind. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, you feed them. And the disciples are like, what? You've got to be kidding. We can't do this. And everything that God says, it really is an impossible task. It challenges us to go beyond their comfort zone. And I, I don't have the strength for it. I don't have the, the wisdom for it. I don't have the provision for it. But then the Lord says, go, you do this. And what happens is as you do it, that's where the miracle happens. Sometimes the provision comes before. Sometimes uh, it happens as you do it. And this is often as you do it. As the bread is being broken, as it's being distributed, Either they're going to look like fools or it's going to happen. <laughs> the, the main thing. <laughs> the main thing is that Jesus is doing the directing. Right? Jesus is doing the directing. Yeah, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And that whole feeding of the 5,000 reminds me of Psalm 23 because the Lord gets them to sit in the green grass. All in order gets it all set up, and then the challenge is, you feed them, Jesus says, you feed them. Now, of course, he then says, give it to me, give me the, the loaves and fishes, and then he breaks and then gives it to the disciples, and this is what the Lord is saying to all of his people all across the world, you feed them, you feed them. This leads us to the last the last verse here. Yahweh is my shepherd. He restores my soul. Psalm 23. Or this is a couple of verses brought together. So, summing it all up, Yahweh is my shepherd. He restores my soul. Lord, I want to thank you that as we 
are embarking on 2023, or it's already been a month now, but as we've been waiting and listening, you're telling us that you are our shepherd. You're the shepherd of each family, the shepherd of the Bayless family, the Gerhauser family, the Taimani family, Yushi and Davina, Davina, the Rogers. You're the shepherd of Daniel. Hallelujah. You're the shepherd of us all. And that when we are following you, we're like sheep. And we think of the sheep, they're woolly. They're like sponges. Sheep are like sponges with all the wool. Uh, it takes in everything in the environment. And we are like sheep with that woolly uh, coat. Let us soak in your love. Let your love soak us. Restore our souls, Lord, our inside, Lord, because ministry comes from the inside out. And Lord, we're embarking on something tomorrow, the Bible school, and it's a new beginning, a new start. We don't know how it's going to work everything, but we do have your word, Lord. And we're asking that you would do miracles tomorrow night as we meet. And you would draw the people and you would speak to them and you would raise up disciples. We're also praying for our church to be a place, an environment where souls are restored this year. And that people would come from the north, south, east and west and find restoration in you and stillness in you. And that's, again, what we're praying for ourselves. Our minds need restoring. Our hearts need renewal. Our souls need refreshment. We need you, God. And without you, we can do nothing. And so we come to you and ask for your abundance of grace. In Jesus' name, amen.